Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we are back with you once again. Uh, today we're going to be continuing our series looking at the 2022-2023 Purdue men's basketball roster, while also taking a look back at how these players did during this most recent season. Today we're going to be covering Zach Eady. Look, We're going to look back at his season and then look ahead to kind of what we think he can accomplish. But it's probably going to be heavier on uh, what he did this season as the rest of these have been. Uh, but before we get into that, Casey, uh, I've got a random movie question for you. Uh, and you may not know anything about this, but I wanted to get your opinion. Are you ready? I am great at giving my opinions on things okay. I don't know about. Well, that's why we're both here, really. Yeah. Oh. Um, are you a subscriber to Disney Plus? Correct. Well, correct is not really an answer to the way I phrase that, but I'm going to take that as a yes. Um, have you already watched the new Rescue Rangers movie? No. <laughs> The hell's so, a Rescue Ranger? What? How are you roughly my age and don't know who the Rescue Rangers are? Oh, wait, is this the Chip and Dale thing? Yeah. Okay. So you are familiar with the Rescue Rangers? Yeah. I forgot that's what it's called. Yeah. So they have a new movie. <laughs> yeah! And it's like... Sorry, number one, did, number one Chip and Dale dancer over here. I don't think we're called Chip and Dale dancers if we're fans of Chip and Dale. I think that's something different. You might not call yourself that, but we do. Uh, yeah, everybody else does. Um, so for those that don't know... Chip and Dale were part of a team of, uh, I guess, rescue rangers. They're chipmunks, uh, Ledman. Yeah. you got to start with that. Well, I think everyone knows who Chip and Dale are. Uh, and they were on a – basically, they, they were solving crimes for some reason. Were they? Uh, yeah, on the rescue rangers, and they had, like, 
um, they had um, two mice on mm-hmm. their team and then a, a fly. This doesn't sound weird so far. Yeah, the more I say this out loud, the more I'm like, what is going on? Uh, and it was like an, a Disney afternoon cartoon, uh, and they just rebooted it as a movie on Disney Plus. But it's written by the guys from Lonely Island, Andy, uh... Andy Samberg, and all of all of those guys. Okay. Um, and it and the two Chip and Dale are voiced by John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. So it's one of those like, is it a kids movie or is it a kids movie that is mostly made for adults, but the kids won't get the jokes? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, my sister-in-law tells me it's great. <laughs> so we are literally having a conversation. Neither of us know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, Good. yeah. Yeah. My sister-in-law says it's great. And uh, I've also heard uh, that basically every character you can think of is in there. Uh, not what does like, that mean? So, because Disney has, you know, all this property. Um, There's intellectual other Disney property, characters involved. All kinds of other Disney characters, but also like... Uh, spoilers if you don't want to, you know, be spoiled for the Rescue Rangers movie, but I don't think it's such a big a deal. Uh, apparently Batman is in it at one point. Does Disney own Batman? No, they do not. So oh. uh, there there must be some sort of uh, agreement between them and Warner Brothers. Um, and also Sonic the Hedgehog is in it at one point, but it's like, do you remember when the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out and the first trailer they released, Sonic just looked completely horrible? I do, and they had to redo it all? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they put the horrible-looking Sonic in it. Great. Good as, call. like, a gag. So um, it, it looks like it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's definitely going to be a watch for me. I have to wait for, for Jess uh, because she wants to watch it, so we got to find a time to watch it. And as the parent of a soon-to-be two-year-old, um, it's basically just we have, like, an hour each night to watch TV or hang out with each other. So it takes and a little while to watch. choose TV? Well, Yeah. Uh, so it just, it takes a while to watch a whole movie. Uh, so we might be a little slow on it, but, uh, how long is rescue Rangers? Oh, I don't know. Probably like 90 minutes, but okay. it's also like we've, we've only they got make so much 90 minute movies anymore. Yeah, I think so. I think Disney plus does because they're trying to save some money on the, on the, uh, budgets, but it's one of those. We also only have so much space on the DVR, so we got to keep getting you still stuff have a off DVR? of there. Yeah. Do you need a DVR for Disney plus? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, we've got other stuff we need to watch that is on our DVR, shows we record. And so, you know, you got to keep up with that. Otherwise, you just never know what's going to happen. You know, most of those things are, like, on demand through all those apps. Yeah, but then a lot of them I have to watch commercials, and I, I don't want to put myself through that trash. Uh, I pay for premium, so. Well, la dee da, <laughs> mister. I don't have a child and don't pay for daycare. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to drop everything, um, perhaps even my car after I pay <laughs> right, $8,000 yeah, dog, dog ACL surgery. Dog but... ACL surgery. He's a true Boilermaker now, so. Oh, I should have um, named him Hummel. Well, there you go. All right, so now that we've got no, that I'm out of the way. sad. Lead me. Good, good. You'll be sad during the break. We're going to come back. We're going to cheer ourselves up with a little talk about Zach Eady. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we are back. So, as promised, we're going to look back at Zach Eady's sophomore season with Purdue. Um, Casey and I are obviously very high on him coming into the year because he did so well um, in that U18 with Team Canada Obviously, one of the uh, five best players won that uh, fancy little plaque that looked even tinier uh, when he was holding it. So in 2021-2022, uh, found himself starting a vast majority of the games uh, over Trevion Williams, who we spoke about in the last episode uh, and was invited to the NBA Draft Combine. So Edie will be returning for his junior year, um, coming off a, game, a season where he played 37 games, averaged 19 minutes, an astonishing 64.8% from the field. Um, free throws, not great, 64.9%, but averaged 7 rebounds, 1.2 assists, 1.2 blocks, um, and 14.4 points. So, uh, Casey, I think it's fair to say that Edie kind of did everything we won for him this year and more. Is that right? Correct. Um, ironically, I just tried to get into Ken Palm to look up his efficiency stats, and it just expired. Oh, your Ken Palm? Yes. I thought <laughs> so, maybe he canceled you because he heard you were talking shit on the podcast about him. Yeah, what up, Ken? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't have the assist rate, obviously, but he tripled his assist from 0. .4 to 1.2 a game. And I think it speaks to just a general broader awareness of the basketball court that he didn't have last season. In this season, he was anticipating where doubles were coming, finding open space, finding players, making good passes. And at the other end, just dominant in the paint. Like you said, 64.8%. That's just, I mean, Third best mark in the country. It's astounding. And he was so efficient. Really efficient. Um, I Part of the really early six season, early season success was late in the game was just finding him. And it felt like whether it's because Trey was playing better or Trey was on the floor more at the end, it felt like we kind of got away from that towards the end of the season. And I don't think it was a benefit for our offense because he played what 19 minutes and scored 14 points and grabbed almost eight rebounds a game in half a game. Mm -hmm. Those are crazy per 40 stats. He was our best offensive player, our most consistent offensive player whenever he had the ball in his hand. And I really was encouraged by everything we saw. He's good in the post. He's good as a pick and roll player. And he was starting to make passes. I, yeah, I just... his, his passing really got better as the season went on. I mean, that's not really something you see a whole lot, especially from a big man, to see them improve that dramatically in season. Yeah, and it's kind of shocking that he's that good in that dynamic. He didn't even average double-digit field goal attempts a game. Just wild. And that's a problem. 
and that's a problem that's not going to be a problem this year, most likely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine. So that leads me into my biggest question for Zach Eady for next year. I mean, he played 19 minutes this year. Obviously, he was splitting work uh, with Trevion Williams, former All American, and now uh, headed to the NBA draft. How many minutes? I guess it's a two-part question. How many minutes do we think he can play and still sustain this kind of level of effort and you know field goal shooting? And second. How many minutes do you think he will get? I think the answer is both going to be 25 to 30 minutes a game. Wow. Uh, I don't think it's a big stretch to, I mean, you're talking him playing, you know, two minutes longer per run or just, I mean, it's hard to imagine that he's going to sit on the bench for eight minute stretches next season. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because I mean, in, in that instance, who do, who do we have in playing the five? I mean, do we, do we throw Caleb first down there? You think? Um, I mean, we've got Berg coming in, and then Caleb first. I, I think we were both we were both pretty happy with the way that our offense and defense looked when first was playing the five. So I don't think we're scared of him playing the five, but he doesn't bring any of the level of domination that uh, Edie does. No, I mean it's a completely different type of player. And I think it'll be I think it'll be good for him to know he's got those minutes to close out more games. But yeah, I I don't think it's a stretch at all for him to just play five minutes more a game and ideally hopefully he can show that he can play 30 minutes a game so uh, I, so he's in tremendous shape yeah he seems to be he seems to be so i if you truly think he can go out there and play 25 30 minutes a game uh what do you and i've got the numbers in front of me so i know the answer uh what is the max that he has played in a game over either season the both seasons he's been at purdue 28 minutes you are so damn close. 27. <laughs> that was my second guess. 27, and he's done it twice, um, both this season. So you look at the two games that he played his most. Uh, again, 27 minutes. was One was at Minnesota. Purdue won by 15. Uh, Edie went 6 of 10, and he also grabbed 12 rebounds in that game. So he wound up with a double-double in that one, uh, 14 and 12. Uh, the other one where he played 27 minutes was the double overtime victory against Illinois, uh, which makes sense because you're getting, you know, 10 extra minutes of a game. In that one, he was 9 of 14 and only had eight rebounds, but still 20 and eight in that game. So the two games where he's played the most in his career, both very good games for him. So it seems to kind of back up your assertion that maybe he would be good for 25 to 30 minutes a game. And, you know, going going from 19 to 25 doesn't sound like it was would be a huge jump but i mean six more minutes can really take a toll on you over a 30 plus game season and he does seem to be in great shape and i expect him to continue to put in the work um but man if he could continue to play at the level he did this year for five six seven eight more minutes a game you know that's going to change the dynamic of what we think this purdue team can be if you're a basketball player you don't want to play 20 minutes a game it is hard to keep a rhythm Pretty much by the time you're in a good rhythm, you're coming off the floor. I mean, that's half. That's half the game. That's it. So say you play the first five minutes, you're sitting another five, then going in, and then like, that's a lot of rest. Yeah. And I I think we saw going back to the offseason when he played for the Kennedy U19 team, he played a lot of minutes. Um, and I, I think the only real concern is not offensively at all. I think you expect more growth because he's consistently shown it not just in the offseason, but in-season, how much better he's gotten mm-hmm. yeah. both seasons, which is crazy. So there's literally no reason not think he's going to get even better on the offensive end. 
the question is, does he hold up defensively? Yeah, both. that's that's to me the huge question. So you are absolutely right there. Yeah. So both how he's playing, how he's chasing pick and rolls, how he's defending the rim, and then how is he not getting into foul trouble? Uh, I, I, I one thing is a lot of the big men from the Big Ten are leaving this season. Yeah, which it kind of lines it up right for him. Yeah, there's no Kofi Coburn who got outplayed by Ed thoroughly all season. Yeah, oh yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, so is that a benefit because generally if he went up against another big that was a big they can't out big him yeah well i mean so. i think you have to assume maybe the hope is if there's going to be no one who can truly you know match up for him uh height size weight wise that if they're going to throw smaller players at him that he'll be able to improve his three free throw percentage because they're going to hack the crap out of him and he's got to be able to convert at the free throw line well they also have to call the fouls first Yes, and that is another problem. It's a concern. He shot two free throws against St. Peter's. Yeah, he which he, he should have play. at least 10. Yeah. He couldn't be on the floor because they were getting away with everything, and we've seen that happen a lot. So that is a real concern, and especially when we don't have guards that are going to alleviate pressure in the way that we did last year. So that is the kind of advance that he's going to have to make offensively. But yeah, defensively, I was disappointed by his rim protection. Mm-hmm. all season doesn't take good angles doesn't really seem to know how to use his height kind of ends up chasing guards at the rim a lot instead of i go back to aj hammonds was as good as this as anyone not only using both hands to block but knowing that he can get to the spot on the backboard where the guard's going to end up trying to shoot a layup and just anticipating that anticipating the release um where the making the guard goes where he wants to go and Edie doesn't have any of that sophistication to his uh, rim protection right now. Adding that, even just a little bit of it, will make him the defensive threat that his size should be. Again, so much of this team next year is is going to be either new or kind of reconfigured based on what we're losing. I mean, we're losing two point guards. We're losing one of two centers. We're losing our star guard. So the identity of this team really is going to be up for grabs. And Edie can make a strong case that, I need to be the big dog on this team. And, you know, we've seen Painter time and time again play players based on their ability on the defensive end of the ball. Um, and if they can't live up to that, he can pull them and he'll maybe play an offensive challenge, offensively challenged lineup if he believes they can can do better on defense. I think he's beginning to kind of change that because we saw this most recent, really the last two teams, um, of Purdue haven't been great defensively, but have been much better on offense. And uh, if if Edie can really improve on the defensive end, he can once again, you know, he could make a case for one of the best Purdue big men um, in a long, long time. And that's saying a lot. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a it's going to be a different team this year. I think I'm pretty confident we are going to be a more defensive oriented team and a better defensive team. Well, hard you know, hard to be worse. Right, and. I think it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that. Uh, it, it's It's been interesting because for two seasons, Edie's been kind of this just super huge luxury. And that is a far different role than being, I mean, next season, he's going to be the offense. He is the only proven scorer on our team. And how how does he respond to that? How does our team respond to that? How do we, what changes do we make to the offense to orchestrate better more consistent looks for him how do we not go through minutes where we're not feeding him the ball and how do you still stay efficient and ahead of times while running a post offense these 
it's Purdue's had a luxury of goods on offense the last few seasons. And this season is looking like it's the most limited offense we've had in a while. You know, interesting to see how, how we manifest good touches, efficient looks. Yeah. And stay ahead of the curve while hopefully bringing a good defense for, you know, the first time in three seasons. Yeah. So Purdue played 37 games last year. How many of them do you think Edie scored in single figures? Um, two? Five. That's pretty remarkably consistent for a guy that doesn't play more than 20 minutes. Yeah, and it well, and it was so weird because it was – they were all wins. We won all five games where he scored in single figures, and it was um, at Iowa, at Penn State, um, versus NC State, which was that thriller where we came back mm-hmm. in overtime. Uh, and then the second – and then the second game against Iowa – and then the game against North Carolina. So both games against Iowa, he wound up in uh, without double figures. So both six points, oddly enough, uh, his season low. So with with 37 games, only not scoring in double figures five times, uh, he's clearly going to be a focal point of the offense next year. And the way the guy puts in work and the way he's improved throughout each offseason, uh, we're really looking forward to what he can do. So, uh, Casey, any final words on Zach Eady before we get out of here tonight? If you're going to bet on a Big Ten player of the year coming out of Purdue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no other name comes to mind. I mean, he, if you're throwing down money on, on some app somewhere, uh, definitely choose Zach Eady. He may be even, I don't know, maybe may the favorite, favorite in the conference to, to win the win the Big Ten player of the year. So uh, he's, he's definitely going to have every opportunity to prove it next year. And we really look forward to seeing it on the court. So there we go. That's going to be it for this edition. One more player down as we look forward and look backward on this on this most recent basketball season. Um, the 2022-2023 team is going to be quite a bit different, but uh, you know, the more we talk about it, the more I'm looking forward to it. So for myself and Casey, thanks so much for giving us a listen. We'll talk to you next time. Boiler up. Hey, 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 hey.